Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, January 29th, 2022, and this is day 1414 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you among all others. There is absolutely none like you. Thank you so much for being our Abba Father, for being our sovereign God, for giving us your breath of life to breathe, to go forth and fulfill the purpose that you've given us for today. I ask my Lord that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick, and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is time to go home. It's time to go home. There may be shifts that take place in our lives, where God is saying, I'm going to move you from here to another place that is home. That, Or it could be God is saying it's time to go back home, uh, go back to where you first began. We're coming out of the book of Ruth, which is only four chapters. It is such a powerful, beautiful love story. And I encourage you to read the whole four chapters. We're going to cover one chapter today. But the main theme of uh, Ruth, the book of Ruth, is faithfulness, kindness, integrity, protection, prosperity, and blessings. Hey, we can't beat that, right? (laughs) It is amazing. So let's go ahead and get started. We'll be coming out of Ruth chapter 1, verses 1 through 22. And it says, In the days... When the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech. His wife's name was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Molon and Kilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem, Judah, and they went to Moab and lived there. Now Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women. And and so the Moabites um, were uh, definitely not uh, who God would want Uh, the Israelites to intermarry with in Deuteronomy chapter 23 verses 3 through 6. uh, It says, um, let's see in my commentary, I'm sharing this, but uh, that Moabites lived outside the promised land and marrying a Canaanite, which would have, they would have been a part of that. uh, And all those living within the borders of the promised land, however, was against God's law. Moabites were not allowed to worship at the tabernacle because they had not let the Israelites pass through their land during the exodus from Egypt. So they, they moved there um, 
and they intermarried uh, with uh, the Moabite women, um, Naomi's two sons. And uh, Naomi embraced them and loved them, and they loved her. Uh, let's go on. It says, they married Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other Ruth. And Oprah says that whoever named her, the relative that named her, got her name out of the Bible. But it's Orpah, not Oprah. So Orpah, Orpah and the other, uh, let's see. They married Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other Ruth. After they had lived there about 10 years, both Milan and Kilion also died. And Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take her back to the land of Judah. And Judah means praise, thanksgiving, praise of the Lord. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they wept aloud and said to her, We will go back with you to your people. But Naomi said, Return home, my daughters. And she calls them her daughters. Such a beautiful, beautiful um, Bible truth that, yeah, it teaches us so much. And even how we should interact uh, with our in-laws. And that they're not just in-laws. They're our daughters and sons. Also, I call my daughters and my daughter-in-law and sons-in-law my daughter-in-love and my sons-in-love. Because they are. And, and speaking that is really powerful. Um, so she says, return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons who can become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband, even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons. Would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters. It is more bitter for me than for you because the Lord's hand has turned against me. At this they wept aloud. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye and Ruth clung to her. You know, uh, being a widow, there was almost nothing worse back in those times than being a widow. Um, widows were taken advantage of or ignored. They were almost always poverty-stricken. God's law therefore provided that the nearest relative of the dead husband should care for the widow. But Naomi had no relatives in Moab, and she did not know if any of her relatives were alive in Israel. So she was returning home, and, uh, you know, Ruth clung to her mother-in-law. 
Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. You go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you from me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. And this is such a beautiful passage. You may hear it in weddings, uh, you know, in vows that are being uh, said. I use this a lot when I conduct a, a wedding. It is so powerful and, and it shows a commitment. It shows unconditional love. It shows uh, us putting the other before ourselves. And you see Ruth um, well, Naomi displayed this uh, in front of her daughter-in-laws. It seems like from the time they were together, because for them to even want to go with her, uh, she she always um, made sure to show them love. And now is being returned to her uh, in such a great way. Verse 19 says, so the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. <laughs> Looks like Ruth won out, right? When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the women exclaimed, can this be Naomi? Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. And she was really just speaking how she felt. She wasn't cursing God or going against God. She was speaking her heart how she felt. And you know what? That's absolutely okay. She told the truth and she said she felt bitter. Well, God delivered her from that bitterness. As you will read on, you will see. Oh my goodness, it's fabulous. <laughs> I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by Ruth, the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. She left because of a famine and she returns to a harvest. <laughs> Look at God, right? Ten years she had been gone and there she's back with Ruth and Ruth would take care of her. Ruth went out and worked and got a job, and God blessed Ruth uh, with uh, a relative of Naomi's named Boaz, who was very wealthy and who owned land and fields. And uh, I won't tell you every single detail, but at the end, they were married and gave birth to a beautiful child. And Naomi uh, cared for her new grandson. What a blessing, right? So what seems to start off bitter, or is not seems, but actually you know it is, God has a plan. Point number one, have you ever gone through one devastating situation than another and another? It seems like all hope is gone. 
You may even wonder, is there something wrong with me? Or what did I do? Um, What did I do to bring this hardship upon myself? Sometimes God will allow certain things to happen in our lives as a part of his greater destiny for us. We don't usually understand it at the time, but you will be blessed through the process, just as Naomi and Ruth were. Ruth and Naomi's return to Bethlehem was certainly part of God's plan because in this town, David would be born. Okay, that's in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1. And as predicted by the prophet Micah uh, in the book of Micah, chapter 5, verse 2, he, he um, prophesied that Jesus Christ would also be born there in Bethlehem. This move then was more than merely convenient for Ruth and Naomi. It led to the fulfillment of scripture. You see, many times what we're going through, uh, God allows it because it is the fulfillment of the plans that God has for your life. And I know if you're like me, there's times I've been kicking and screaming all the way. (laughs) And then I finally get it. And it's like, okay, God. And now I've gotten it, you know, over the years. And now it's just like, okay, even though it goes against the grain, even though it doesn't feel comfortable, even though it costs me a lot, you know, a sacrifice and all those things, I know that it's God's plan and God will provide. Point number two, what has shaken your life up? Where is God telling you to go? And you're possibly feeling a bit apprehensive about the change. God has a great plan for your life. It's time to let go of the extra weight and baggage that you've been carrying and release it all to the Lord. Don't hold on to any of it. Give it all to him and allow him to bless you beyond and above what you could have ever imagined. So what is that? Let it go. Trust God and let him just have his way. You know, about, let's see, it must have been maybe about 15 years ago, I had been at my old church, Good um, Victory Temple. It was the first and only church <laughs> I ever really belonged to. Uh, and uh, it was where I accepted Jesus, excuse me, in my early 20s. And um, I accepted him and I never looked back. Uh, Pastor Farina and Sister Farina were the pastors there. They moved from Wisconsin, a uh, white couple, uh, and uh, to uh, right to the middle of the hood. <laughs> in Kansas City on 12th in Indiana. And that's where God told them to go. Mm, Interesting, right? Told them to pick up everything and leave and go to this church and minister to a majority, all black. uh, There were some Hispanic, um, some Indian uh, people, majority black church. And I'm going to tell you something. You know how a lot of times our cultures and differences will get in the way and we might have great conflict. The love that was in that 
church, the body of Christ there, overshadowed, overtook anything that could have been different about each and every one of us. It was the most beautiful experience of my life, even through the ups and downs that may occur sometimes. And Pastor Farina and Sister Farina were the the best uh, examples uh, as far as leadership and um, serving the Lord um, before us. Uh, Sister Farina, oh my gosh, she cooked a lot. She uh, she was everything that I enjoyed. <laughs> and she and I got close and she gave me recipe books. We talked about recipes and she was very soft-spoken and um we she was she started up the women's group and it was the best thing uh once a month for us women to come together i was being fed and then pouring out and teaching youth and and i just blossomed there i, I had no idea uh about church i was actually grew up in you know, my mom worked so much and we didn't go to church and <laughs> and she was turned off by church because of what she went through as a child going to church. And and uh, I just always thought pastors were just there to rip people off. Honestly, you know, I just thought they all wrote, drove Cadillacs and rip people off. So I learned different. <laughs> Although many of them probably still drove Cadillacs. Pastor Farina had one. But um, yeah, I I I was groomed there and grew up there and uh, in Christ and raised my children there. My husband would come off and on, but he wasn't steady yet. Uh, and my kids were uh, probably three three children. Uh, started let's see the young my youngest wasn't born yet. So Dee Dee and and Morris were about four and two years old. And then uh, about a year or two later of being there, I had Nikki and they were raised there and they had friends there and it was just a community uh, and, uh, you know, a sisterly and brotherly love. There were, you know, conflicts and we worked through them. And, and so after being there 27 years, the Lord said, it's time to move on. And I thought, what? No way, Lord, no way. And uh, there were lots of shifts that had taken place. There was a split that had happened in the church, which was devastating. And um, then God took my sisters and I and our children, had us go back there after about a couple of years uh, after the split. And we went back there and there was another pastor there, Thurman Mitchell, who was amazing as well. And his wife, wonderful people. And uh, so we set up under their ministry and eventually he put us back to work <laughs> when he found out what we did when we were there. And so God said, it's time to leave and I want you to go to your parents' church. And my mom and dad, my stepdad, who I call my dad, had started a church from the ground up. They had been doing service in their home for seven years and then God blessed them with a, a building that was uh, looked like it should have been... Um, condemned and <laughs> they worked on that money my on that building my dad used his retirement money uh they had raised money in the church and he they worked hard day and night uh this church is on 21st and prospect where i am right to this day and they worked hard on this building 
And I was apprehensive about going because I came from a church where we had lots of musicians and music and I sang in the choir and we marched in in our robes and did all that. Well, you know, they weren't against having all that, but they didn't have a choir. They didn't have musicians. And they, again, there was nothing wrong with it, but they just didn't have it. They were more of a teaching church and uh, teaching the word of God powerfully. And the gods, the Lord said, this is where I want you to go. And I want you to support your parents. And I went, and it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. It was such a blessing and still is to have the opportunity and privilege to work with my mother and my stepdad at the time. And I was only there just to serve as my thought, but God had another plan. And um, he had me, when I went to their house, uh, just to visit, and there was this bowl a big bowl sitting on the counter in the kitchen. He said, I want you to put water in that bowl and I want you to go and wash their feet. And that was a sign of humility and servitude and getting things going. And I was like, okay, Lord, I knew enough to say, I know <laughs> it wasn't me saying to do it. And I took that in there and they were just sitting on the in their house on the couch and I was in their kitchen and walked in and they're like, what are you doing? And I said, this is what God told me to do and started doing it. And it was tears and bonding and God created a union at that moment in the spiritual realm. It was a beautiful moment. And then um, they asked me after being at the church a little while, what do you want to do? And I said, well, what do you want me to do? And they said, whatever it is, God puts on your heart. So I started doing Wednesday night service and, uh, you know, I'm like, where's the people? And they said, you got to go get them. And uh, went out in the neighborhoods, walked the streets and met people. And many people started coming. It was a blessing. And that is where God would have me to be doing outreach. And, and then my dad got sick. And uh, he just before he passed away, a month before he came in very frail and weak with my mom and their arm in arm. And he came and he ordained me, both of them did, as a pastor. And then he passed on. He transitioned on to be with the Lord. God knew why he had me go there. And I was there as a support for my mom and for both of us together. And then my husband came on in later and, uh, you know, and now on fire for the Lord, for sure. And we're all ministering together. And he was ordained by my mom. And it has been a blessing. And there's nothing like the blessings of God. I know I went a little long on that one, but I just had to lay it out there the way God had me to do, wanted me to do that. And he wants you to know because there's something he's put on your heart to do. And, and it's, it, it involves a change, a shift of you going somewhere else where you may not want to go, but God has a plan for you there. He's going to use you greatly, and he's going to bless you greatly. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the ultimate you will spend eternity with the Lord. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy.
because of you, may be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please check out tzonekc.org website and learn more about what we're doing in the community to help youth with workforce skills, life skills, and entrepreneurship. And please consider being a partner. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.